It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. In 2023, we've seen some fantastic team and individual performances, some that we expected, some that have taken us by surprise. And then there are those that have disappointed and done so in such agonizing fashion. Today, we're going to give out grades for all 30 teams. No holding back. No kid gloves. If you stink and you were supposed to be great, you're getting an F. For your first half grade. If you've been great, you'll be rewarded for it. Let's go. You can see the like goal is strong. If we can hit that like goal, I will give out five memberships to the Ball Cap Nation group with the next live stream after we get to that thousand. So hit that like, help us get there. And this video is brought to you by Barreled Up, the new podcast that I have going with Odyssey. I want you guys, if your phone is free, to snap a picture of that QR code or in the description below, find the link to the podcast, either on Apple or Spotify or Odyssey. Let's get into this thing. We're going to clean out a lot of the garbage. And we're going to start with the Oakland Athletics. They are 25 and 67. They are going to hang out here with an F. This has been bad. Last year, they won 60 games. They're not going to sniff that this season. How is that even possible? I understand they're not trying to win. They're trading away their best prospects. They're trying to get out of Oakland. But this has been an awful product that the Oakland front office ownership group has put on the field. Las Vegas, good luck. Let's move on to the next team. It's going to be the Kansas City Royals. Like I said, we're clearing out a lot of the garbage here to get us started. The Kansas City Royals, 26 wins last year. Understand, as of recording, they have one more win than the Oakland Athletics, and the Oakland Athletics are trying to lose. The Kansas City Royals, not trying to lose. They hoped that they would be good you can see it from some of their moves over the last couple of years. You can see it with how they have brought up a, a, their next wave of prospects. It's still not good enough. They missed on too many of their pitchers. Maybe they missed on some of those bats as well. They're paying for it now at the big league level. Who knows when Kansas City is going to be good. But their first half has been awful. They get an F. 26-65. and 65. Next up, it's the Colorado Rockies. The Rockies this year are 34 and 57. Last year, they won 68 games. That's not going to happen this year. This was another team that thought that they would be good. At least that front office thought they could be good, signing Chris Bryant and signing some extensions to those starters like Kyle Freeland. And it's been bad. This was a terrible first half of the season. Bud Black, free Bud Black. Get him out of there. The Rockies are bad, 34 and 57. They are another team that's going to get an F. Now, this next team, again, we're starting, we're clearing out some of the mess, the Washington Nationals, but I don't think the Nats have been that messy. They look like they're on track to win more games than they did last year. Last year, only 55 wins. This year, they are 36 and 54. Hasn't been that bad. They have the fifth toughest schedule in Major League Baseball that they have played. They have some good signs with Gore and Gray, and you've also got uh, Manessis, and you've got Thomas. So there's actually something good going there. So I'm not going to crush the Washington Nationals. I'm actually 
leaning towards giving them a C because I think on this rebuild, they may have jumped a year. I would have figured that this Washington Nats team would be right back where they were last year, easily a 100 loss team. And now they still might lose 100 games this year, but that's not a given. The Washington Nats took a step this year. They're still bad. When they come to your city, you should win that game, but they're tough. Top five batting average with this club. So the Washington Nats, they're feisty. I'm going to give them a C. I'm going to reward them for playing some tough baseball, having some good young kids in the in the right positions, helping this team uh, be at least somewhat competitive. C for the Washington Nationals. Next up, the Chicago White Sox. What the hell is going on in Chicago? Last year, 81 wins. That was a disappointment. This was going to be a bounce back, right? This was supposed to be okay with Gavin and Tony LaRussa. Everything's going to be great and grand, and it sucks worse than it did before, and you can't even blame injuries. I know this team has had injuries. Tim Anderson went down. Eloy Jimenez went down. But you have had a healthy Luis Robert lately for a few weeks now, for about a month. You've had Tim Anderson back. You've had Eloy back. You've had Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, and the team's still bad. This has been an underperformance. I don't know. Do we have a one-and-done manager situation going on with the White Sox? We might. F for the Chicago White Sox. This is bad. 38-54. and They have as many losses as the Washington Nationals. The Washington Nationals are going through a rebuild. White Sox, come on. Let's get to maybe the most disappointing. If there was another level below F, you know what? I'm going to give them, I'm going to give this team an F minus the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, we're clearing out the garbage here early on. The Cardinals are going to get an F minus. It's been that bad. It's that embarrassing. The fan base, that proud fan base, all of those players that have come before should be embarrassed to be a part of the St. Louis Cardinals this year. 38 and 52 for the St. Louis Cardinals. The same number of wins as the White Sox. That's not good. And only two fewer losses than the Washington Nationals, a team going through a rebuild. The St. Louis Cardinals, Ali Marmel. If there was a manager that would be fired, you thought it maybe would be him, but at this point, it's too late. You fire him. You're not getting anything out of that. They should have done something sooner to maybe light a fire with this club, and it's just not there. 38 and 52. Last place in the division, 93 wins last year. You could be looking at the biggest drop in wins year over year with the Cardinals. They get an F. This has been embarrassing. Next up, the Detroit Tigers. And we're going to get out of the Fs for a minute here with the Detroit Tigers because the Tigers have been dealing with some injuries. They're also dealing with Javi Baez, which that now looks to be a disaster of a contract. He's got an opt-out, which he most certainly will not be opting out of he'll be locking back in and you'll have him for four more years of overpaid Javi Baez years it's awful but the Detroit Tigers because they've been dealing with injuries because you're you're seeing it they're they're playing better baseball with Matt Manning out there throws a no hitter Tariq Skubal's working his way back these guys Manning's made five starts this year Skubal has made two you get those guys back in you work them up you have Eduardo Rodriguez who you're probably going to trade but at least they're trying. 39 and 50 are the Tigers. Last year, 66 and 96. I'm going to give them a D 
That's not really that special, uh, but I'm not going to put them at that F level, 39-50. They just feel like they're a little bit feistier. The pitching's a little bit better. We'll go D for the Detroit Tigers. Next up, finally a team with something good to talk about here. Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Pirates last year won 62 games. They're 41 right now. They're certainly going to pass that. They have actually been, at times, a really fun team to watch. They had that great stretch. Everybody was on them. I'm going to give them a B for how they have been this season. A really fun start. Again, the Pittsburgh Pirates, early on, there was talk of a top 10 team and, and all of that, and that has since regressed. They're at 41 and 49 right now but certainly taking some good steps, calling up prospects, despite the fact, despite the fact that the team is now pretty much out of it, still bringing up Henry Davis, still bringing up Nick Gonzalez. They could have waited and manipulated the service time there, but they didn't. They called him up. I give him credit for that. They're trying to win games. O'Neill Cruz back, will be back at some point. Mitch Keller's been good. Pittsburgh Pirates are at least entertaining I give the Pittsburgh Pirates a B, 41-49 again. 62 wins last year. They'll certainly get to that number this year. So we have Pirates in. Next up, let's get, all right, let's get it out of the way. Let's get this out of the way, the New York Mets. We're staying in the National League for another pick. The New York Mets, 42-48, and 48, 101 wins last year. At this point, the New York Mets, you have to wonder if they're even going to make the playoffs. We're at a point where we are wondering if they're going to sell at the trade deadline, which is just remarkable. 42-48, and 48, 101 wins last year. That's not going to happen. I don't think 90 wins is going to happen, which is going to probably leave them out of the postseason. If they can even get to 89, they would be above 500. But if they do go into sell mode and start moving some pieces that are helping them right now, then that may hurt the win total in the end. It has been an awful season for the New York Mets. The pitching hasn't been good. The hitting hasn't been good. Nothing has been good. Mets get an F. Next up, this team. You know what? Let's put these two together. I'm going to I want to get the garbage out of the way so, so we could talk about more of the good stuff later part of the video here. Padres get an F as well. Lately, things have been better for the Padres. Have to call that out. Over the last week, they won five out of their six games. They took two out of three from the Mets. Uh, they they have something building potentially in San Diego, but 43 and 47. They won 89 games last year. I don't know if they can get to 89 again this year. And if that's not going to happen, they're not going to make the postseason. Even with half of the division or half of the league uh, making the playoffs at this point with all these wildcard teams, it's been bad for the San Diego Padres. You've got a team that with Machado and Soto and all of those bats, the batting average is 235. The slugging is 402. That's 18th. That is 23rd for batting average, 18th for slugging. Runs their back half of the league tied for 17th. The pitching has been better lately. Snell's been awesome. Musgrove's been awesome. But you got to think that Snell might get traded. If they're not going to make the postseason, trade Snell. You need to try to recoup. You need to try to recoup something from that Soto trade. And trading Blake Snell could do that. Maybe trading Josh Hader would do that for you. And if that's the case, Book it. The, the Padres are going to finish below 500, but maybe there's enough of a spark right now over the last week, week and a half, 
to where San Diego can kick it into high gear. This is a Juan Soto year. When you traded all those prospects, you only had about, you had two and a half Juan Soto years. This is a big chunk of that. You got to try to, you, you have to try. To this point, it's been bad. An F for the San Diego Padres. And at this point, you see the rest of the teams below, along with the Barreled Up podcast and the QR code to hop in there. Make sure to do that if you haven't. And hit that like. We have a very high goal that, again, if we can hit that goal, I will be giving out five Ball Cap Nation memberships at the next live stream after this goal is hit. If we can get there, you've got a situation now where we will have no more teams. Everybody that is below here nobody's getting an F. The garbage is out of the way. We've cleared it out. We're going to be D, C, B, and A. Hopefully soon we'll get some A's on the board here. Uh, Let's get the Cubs on the board as well. And the Cubs I actually kind of sort of struggled with. Uh, 42 and 47 right now. Last year they won 74 games. And I kind of feel like they're tracking back to that level, which would be a disappointment. If they do have to trade Strowman and they do have to trade Bellinger because it's looking like those two players are going to be opting out and will become a free agent, would make make sense, would be smart to trade those two players. That's going to take a hit on the rotation, a hit with the lineup, going to certainly uh, adjust how many wins you would project for them the rest of the way. So I could see the Cubs being right back at that mid-70s, which would be a disappointment. But they haven't been bad. They've been sort of feisty. So because of that, I'm going to put them right in the middle. I'm going to give the Cubs a C with their first half. They've had some feisty moments. They've had some good moments. Morrell was fantastic at times. Stroman has been great. Steele has been great. There's been some good things with the Cubs. I'm going to give them a C. It's been good, not great. It hasn't been bad. Just going to kind of park them right there. Uh, After the Chicago Cubs, let's get to the Minnesota Twins. And the Twins have been right around a similar spot. The Twins are 45 and 46. They won 78 games last year. They should be able to surpass that. The pitching, I believe, is good enough. It's really about the offense. So again, not bad, but not good. I'm going to give the Twins a C for their first half. After that, let's get to a disappointment. Not to the level of an F, but disappointing nonetheless, this team had everything riding on this season and what they could do. And it looked good until a couple of weeks ago. And now all of a sudden, it looks like this is falling apart and you cannot move beyond the trade deadline with the marquee player, the name in lights player, Shohei Otani. With this team, you have to move him. They say they're not going to, but the Angels, with everything riding, with all of the moves that they made. Now, I understand Trout's out right now. The rotation outside of Otani's not good enough. D for the Angels, in my opinion. Next up, let's go with the Guardians. And this is a team, listen, if they could hit, man, if this team could hit and score runs, They'd have something, but they just don't right now. And they, this is a team with this is a team with Jose Ramirez. I, 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 my brain just broke thinking about the Cleveland Guardians' offense. I'm gonna give them a C. 
The pitching has been good. They've called up some guys that have really worked out. They've gotten moments with the bats. Listen, hey, we're at the all-star break. And they're 45 and 45, despite the fact that they can't hit. Despite the fact that they look like they're not going to reach last year's win total, which was 92. This team could still win the division at 581 wins. Wins through the Central. Congratulations. And then you get bounced in the first round because even though you're in Cleveland, that wildcard team is going to kick your ass. The Guardians are in at a C. You're going to hope for an A-type second half from Cleveland if you want to have any real shot. Next, let's get to let's get to a similarly to the Angels, where there's a lot riding on this year. You've not as much. I, I'll say that not as much is riding on this year, but it feels like there is just after last year climbing and getting to a certain point, you want to eclipse that, and this team just is not doing it. So the Seattle Mariners, division rivals with the Angels. I'm going to give the Seattle Mariners a D. Disappointed with how the Mariners season has gone. Now, they finished the first half strong. They're at 45 and 44, but the bats have not been there. They strike out too much. There's too much inconsistency. The pitching has been there. Logan Gilbert's been really good lately. Luis Castillo is good. The, the pitching has been there, but the bats have been a letdown. At times, sure, they'll out, they'll break out, but the inconsistency is too great. There's too much striking out going on. The Seattle Mariners are here with a D grade. Next up, let's put our first A on the board. We're going to finally put a team with an A on the board. This was a team that came into the season, had lost a star player, had everybody saying this was going to be a terrible year for this team. I saw that and I was like, wait, whoa, timeout. The, it, the, 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 it's going too much in one direction. I need to go upstream. I felt like this team could be a 500 team, maybe finish a little bit above. They're in at the all-star break five games over 500, yet still in last place. But the moves that they made in the offseason look great. The Boston Red Sox get an A. Yoshida, Justin Turner, two great moves there have been. I mean, listen, you got Devers. After Devers, those are the next two best bats for the Boston Red Sox. So great job there. Heimblum deserves some credit for that. He takes a lot of heat for losing Bogarts, for the whole bet situation. But Yoshida and Turner, those are good moves. And Yoshida's going to be there for a while. I got to give Boston an A with how things are going. 48 and 43, looking like they could pass last year's win total of 78. Great moves. It's paying off. I like the Red Sox to have an A. Our first A here on the board. Next up, let's give a, we have one B team. I'm going to give another one right now. This is a team that's been a little up and down, but for the most part, they have been good. They're good defensively they have at times the pitching that you're looking for uh I think this team could win the division I'm gonna go with the Milwaukee Brewers it's not a C situation you gotta uh, part of this also is considering what were the expectations coming in what are they doing with what they've got I mean Brandon Woodruff goes down 
and they're able to still keep clicking along. 49 and 42. That winning percentage, depending on what the Reds do the rest of the way, could get them the division crown. I'm going to give Milwaukee a B. It's not a great B. Let me just put it that way. It is a B minus for Milwaukee, but a B nonetheless. Let's get to the next team. And we're going to go back to a D letter grade for this team. One guy goes down and everything goes to hell and you got to fire the hitting coach and all. What? How did the hitting coach even get to this point? I understand last year was his first year and all that, but you saw how it went last year. And then you decided, hey, let's give him some more time and let's see how that goes. And you saw how that went. It doesn't work. The New York Yankees are going to have a D letter grade for their first half. Now, they're 49-42. and 42. Garrett Cole's been solid. You finally got Carlos Rodon. It wasn't your fault that Carlos Rodon wasn't there, but he wasn't there. So I'm going to go D for the Yankees because without Aaron Judge, what is this team? What is this team? Just lost two out of three to the Chicago Cubs. That can't happen. This team just does not score enough runs. Cannot hit for average. They can slug, but they're going to strike out. They're going to get out. It's a problem. And that problem doomed them last year. And if they make if they make the playoffs this year, it will doom them again. They will not be able to hang with the best pitching teams in baseball when they end up in a seven-game series against them. That's what this team looks like right now. Even at 49 and 42. You are going to get a D letter grade, Yankees. And good news, that's the final team that gets a D letter grade. We are now only going to be talking about A's and B's and C's moving forward with the teams you see below. Speaking of below, that light goal hit it. Five, five Ball Cat Nation memberships on the next live stream after we get to that number. And you've got the podcast down there. Make sure to snap that QR code. Or if you're using your phone to watch this, hit the link in the description to get yourself barreled up with me and Odyssey with the new podcast venture. Next up, after the Yankees, we are going to get to another team that's been disappointing, a 50-win team. We're getting to the 50-win teams, and yes, it is possible to not get an A or a B. I'm going to go with the Toronto Blue Jays. My Toronto Blue Jays, I'm going to give them a C grade. This has not been the season that Blue Jay fans had hoped for. There was a rough stretch with the schedule. They had a tough time getting through that. You have a top 10 strength of schedule. They are really good defensively. Right now, the Dalton Varsho trade, I think there's a lot of Jays fans that are in on it. It is a very polarizing trade. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is an all-star, hitting better than we've seen him hit before. You've got Gabriel Moreno still. You don't know what he's going to turn into. Dalton Varsho. The positive is that you have Varsho for years. You have years of control. Gurriel is going to be a free agent. And the defensive factor for Varsho. But I think Blue Jay fans, it's a very polarizing situation. Anyway, didn't mean to go down that road. But the Toronto Blue Jays, in the end... At 50 and 41, have underachieved this year. There have been moments, there have been series and games that they should have won. They would have been expected to win, and they have not. 50 and 41 seems like a disappointment. I can't give this team an A or a B. C is where they live. Next, after the Toronto Blue Jays, 
Let's get to another team that has disappointed, but not to maybe the same level. They've been good lately, and I honestly think that this last week to close the first half probably got them off of that C tier and up to the B tier. It's the Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers get a B. This is not an A situation for the Dodgers. It just is not. They're not overachieving. They're not achieving to the level I think most Dodgers fans expected them to. Now, 111 wins last year, that wasn't going to happen again. But you expected this team to be a 100-win team, and I don't think that's what we have here. The pitching just has not been good enough. They're relying on a lot of the kids, the younger players there, that you would like to see the veterans, but Arias has been hurt. You haven't had Bueller all year. Kershaw, you've been counting on Kershaw. You've been riding him, and he's been steady for you. But altogether, this team is probably about six wins lighter than you would have expected. And if they had done that, if they were sitting here 57-32, and I would very confidently give them an A, saying, here are the Dodgers, they're doing what you expect, but they're just not there. It's a B, it's a solid B, not a B- minus or anything like that. But I'm going to give the Dodgers a B because they just have not been that top flight They come to your town and you're just trembling. Oh my God, here come the Dodgers. They feel vulnerable. Next up after the Dodgers, let's go to, let's go to the Phillies. This is a team I struggled with. The first half of the first half, I would have given the Phillies a D, but they've been playing better lately. Nola's been better. There's elements to this team that seem to be coming around. You got Harper back. So the Philadelphia Phillies, I'm going to give them a B. It's not a solid B. It's another B-minus situation, similar to the Brewers. It's been good. It's not what we expect. It's not bad. At 48 and 41, after the way this thing started, I'll give the Phillies a B-minus. After the Philadelphia Phillies, we're going to get to the Houston Astros, and there's been injuries. This is not all on the performance on the field. This is partly the circumstance with Jordan Alvarez going down with, and I told you there's no D's or F's, so this kind of tells you where we're going with Houston here. It just is not, it just doesn't feel like Houston is the team we expected them to be. So Houston is going to get a C from me. The Houston Nationals, again, just not, not, not performing at the level we expected. Now, some of that is due to injuries. Some of that is due to underperformance. Alex Bregman, where you at? But I'm going to give Houston a C for their performance. Not a knock on Houston. It is where I expected better from the Houston Astros, and I haven't seen it. Not enough to have them at an A or a B level. Let's get back to the A's, please. We have been living with a lot of the muck, a lot of the disappointment, a lot of the underperformance. Let's get to the A's and let's go to the Cincinnati Reds. They are getting an A, no doubt about it. They are now 50 and 41. They are 12 wins away from last year's win total. They are America's team. They are one of the most fun teams to watch in baseball with Ellie De La Cruz and Matt McClain and Jonathan India and the list goes on and on. Spencer Steer, when Hunter Green is back, uh, Diaz at the back of that rotation. There's a lot of fun with the Cincinnati Reds. And on top of that, they're winning. Joey Votto comes back. There was a big theatrical thing around that, and it's lived up to because he's been great. 
Love the Reds right now. The Reds get an A. Next up after the Reds, maybe the third or fourth team that I kind of I really struggled with. Because where this team is at is where I expected them to be with their record. So I can't give them an A, but I do think a lot of people probably would give this team an A because they did not expect this team to be where they are. 49 and 41. They won 81 games last year, and that was a disappointment. I have the San Francisco Giants with a B. Again, I think some may say, wait a minute, shouldn't the Giants get an A? 49 and 41 in that division? No. I maybe have my expectations too high for the Giants. So I have them at a B and it's a solid B, not a B minus or anything like that. But 49 and 41, it's been a good season. They're right around where I expected them to be. What would have gotten them to be an A for me? First place, maybe 55 wins, something to that degree. Next up after the Giants, we are going to give an A to this team because this is completely unexpected. The Arizona Diamondbacks. I think they were a, a sexy team. They're going to get an A, a sexy pick to 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 flirt with 500, maybe finish a little bit above 500. They're doing more than that right now. As of recording, first place in the National League West with 52 wins, 39 losses. Last year, 74 wins. They're 18 wins. No, I'm sorry. They are 22. Got to do the math. Wins away from last year's number, and they'll have that probably by late August. They'll be at last year's win total, or we'll call it uh, early September. So the Diamondbacks are looking good. They can score. They can run. They can hit. They got to get their pitching lined up. But to be at this spot with the pitching the way it is, this is a team that threw Madison Bumgarner out there for the first month, and they're still 52-39 and in first place. Is that more of an indictment on the Dodgers, or is that how good Arizona's been? I think it's a little bit of both, but I like Arizona. I think they deserve an A for their first half report card. Next, let's get to another A, Miami. The Miami Marlins. Do you believe the Miami Marlins have as many wins as the Texas Rangers? How great to the start was the Texas Rangers season? Miami's got... More wins, 53. And this is without Sandy Alcantara being his Cy Young self. This is with Yuri Perez being an elite pitcher. The batting, this team does not score a ton of runs, but they can pitch well enough. The batting, the on-base, they make it difficult. There's some good, and Jazz Chisholm's been out a lot too. So there are facets of this team that they're not firing on right now. With Jazz missing a ton of time, with Sandy not being his Cy Young self for the majority of the first half, but you've had big performances from Jorge Soler and others. So Miami, 53 wins, 69 last year. They're going to eclipse that. Miami's looking like a playoff team. They get an A. Let's get to our next team. It is going to be another, another A, the Texas Rangers. The Rangers stepped up last year. Remember, this team last year went out and went for Simeon, went for Seeker. They needed to do the pitching. That's what they did this offseason. DeGrom went down, yet still 52 wins. 68 was the total from last year. So they're going to pass that number. They're going to potentially win this division if they can hold this thing and that may mean that Houston, Seattle, the Angels are all left out the cold because 
The American League East may take all of those wildcard spots. The Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Orioles could take all three of them, leaving those other AL West teams out. So you got to win that division. Texas, it would be a huge jump for them to do that after, again, grabbing the pitching this offseason, grabbing the starting pitching because they grabbed some bullpen pieces the year before, grabbing the starting pitching, grabbing Aroldis Chapman. That was a great grab. Maybe the best reliever that was going to be available at the deadline. Grabbed him early. Rangers are going for it. I like the aggressiveness. They are in the driver's seat. They get in a first place in the West. Let's get to maybe, is this the, this might be, I don't want to call it the A of all the A's, but it's up there. The Baltimore Orioles are going to have an A first half grade. We all expect Baltimore to be good. This was going to be maybe the next step from last year's team that won 83 games, but even what they've done this year has been a surprise considering the starting pitching has not been that great. Now I understand every now and then you'll get a couple of nice starts from Wells. You'll get a couple of nice starts from Kramer. You'll get a couple of nice starts from Gibson, but it's not everybody. It's not all the time. It's not consistent. There is no number one at the top of this rotation. And with all of that being said, they're still second place in the division, 54 and 35, looking like a playoff team. They need to make some trades at the deadline to get that starting pitching to have a real shot here, but the Orioles with Adley Rutschman calling up all the prospects, Westbrook, Kowser recently now too. It's all bubbling up and Baltimore is for real. Give them some pitching. They'll be dangerous. I thought this would be a speed bump year. 83 wins last year. I figured this would be a 85 or 86 win team. Looks like they're going to blow past that. They get an A in my book. They've been great. Next up, another A. Again, this is the other team, I think, that really competes and pushes Baltimore for that A of all of the A's. It's Tampa. And don't anybody come out here and say, oh, we knew Tampa would do this. No, we didn't. We thought maybe they would do this because they kind of slept walked through the offseason. Zach Eflin was the only player they went and signed. So we figured, oh, they, you know what? Everyone's talking about Baltimore, Toronto, New York. Watch the Rays do their thing. And they did. They started out incredibly to start the season. When they're home, they're tough. Until recently. They've found a way to start losing games at home, which is not a thing that they were doing until recently. We'll see if they can get that back on track. But this Tampa team, 58 wins. They won 86 games last year. They're tracking to be a 100-win team after doing nothing in the offseason. Again, an 86 wins last year was sort of a, was unexpected. We expected more from the Tampa Rays, but they had some injuries last year. They have had injuries this year, and they've been able to deal with it. Tampa is a really interesting team. To be as good as they have been is certainly a surprise not to the surprise where you never thought it would happen, because again, it's Tampa, and this is what they do, but it looked like it would be a year where Tampa would be maybe sort of a, a, a take-a-year-off kind of situation. Not the case. They've been incredible. I think in Tampa, or let's call it St. Petersburg, wherever you Tampa fans are, you thought that they could do it. Outside of Tampa, you worried that they might do it, but didn't expect them to, but here they are. Next up... This team, are they the, they're the number one team on our power rankings, 
But didn't we all expect them to be great? So to earn the A, they kind of had to be great. They had to do what we expected them to do. And the Atlanta Braves certainly have lived up to it. They've been number one on our power rankings for the last several weeks now. They are a top three team in pretty much any stat category that you want to pull up. They have the National League MVP. That's going to be Ronald Acuna Jr. barring an injury. They have Sean Murphy, who has been phenomenal switching leagues, coming over. Has it mattered? He's been great. Great defensively, great with the bat. So there's so much going on. Ozzy Albies is stayed healthy. You've got Marcelo Zuna is getting things done. This Atlanta Braves team is ridiculous. They get an A, and it's tough because the way this works, Atlanta, if they weren't ridiculous, you start to wonder, okay, why aren't they? And if they aren't this good, then maybe they're a B. So they had to earn this A. This was not given to them. They earned this by being by far and away as of recording the best team in baseball, surpassing the Rays and the early head start the Rays had. It's almost like the Braves need somebody to get a head start on them. The Mets last year in the division, the Rays this year in all of baseball, let somebody get a head start. We need to go and chase them down. And they did that with Tampa for the not the best team in the East or the National League, but in all of baseball, Atlanta is there. Those are my first half grades. What are yours? I want you to comment below and let me know what your grades are for the first half of the baseball season. Hit that like on the way out. Help us get to the goal so we can give out some free memberships and subscribe to the podcast below. That's it for this one, everybody. Thank you for coming in, Ballcat Nation. I salute you, and I'll see you guys next time.